Rusted Bucket Media Corporation. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is 401 Experiment. This is the intro to the Bones and Beaker episode. I recorded uh, over spring break when I was up in Minnesota visiting uh, some friends. Uh, shout out, Kersey. Great uh, wedding reception. At any rate, I was over at uh, DJ Consequences' apartment and Bones from Bones and Beaker came over and we listened to his record and then we talked about it. So it was pretty epic night. Turns out when you mix Kettle One and Bailey's and coffee, you get super jacked and shit-faced. And it's awesome. So that's kind of what my headspace was during this recording. Uh, enjoy. I was supposed to say something during the intro. What the hell was it? I don't know. Check the Bones and Beaker. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're on Spotify. They're on Pandora. They're everywhere. So check them the fuck out. Dog. What is the 401 listening to? 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 Good evening there, 401 listeners. Welcome to another episode of What's 401 Listening To? Where I, your host, 401 Experiment, uh, takes a little auditory inhalation with some people I know. And today, yeah, that was a good intro. I'm proud of that one. And today is sort of a 401 exclusive episode where I have, uh, I was lucky enough to get the, one of the members of the band of the album that we listened to tonight. So we're going to have kind of an interesting insight into uh, what we're listening to. And my guest today, you want to go by uh, Bones or full name or? I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, introduce yourself over there, Ben. How's it going, everybody? My name is Anthony Newis. Anthony Newis of the band Bones and Beaker, and that's the that's the album that we listened to today, the eponymous album Bones and Beaker by Bones and Beaker. Uh, we also have in the room DJ Consequence on the on the knobs. Uh, say what up. Hello. That, that's DJ Consequence. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an exclusive episode today. The material we're listening to was created by someone in the room, which is which has never been done before on this show. And also, this marks the second episode in which it was a group listening experience. That'll be the that'll be the sound effect for group listening experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what is it? It's it's March seventeenth, the St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. I'm in Minnesota now, and it's colder here, and that's kind of what's going on with me right now. Um, so the listening session we had, um, I'll let Paul kind of explain the speakers and uh, all of that good stuff. But it was, it wasn't headphones today. What was it? Uh, ooh, that's market for a name drop earlier. Uh, this, uh, what was it? DJ Consequence. Uh it was just through these JBL Century L100s. Okay, here we go. Um, do you remember our uh, yours and mine 
Anthony knew his 401 origin story. Origin story. <laughs> I know a little bit about it. You want to explain that for the listeners? Which so, is DJ Consequence, like, later this month. <laughs> <laughs> some some, this. some OG B&B. Yeah, is yeah. that what we're talking about right here? Pretty much. So a certain uh, 401 experience wedding song. Is that what we're getting at here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is this, is this I fucking the... lost that CD, by the way. Oh, so I need a new... Okay, cool. Paul's typically my go-to. Because the, the CD like, wasn't hey, labeled, uh, so... Paul, do you have that song I wrote? Do you have the song I wrote for my wedding <laughs> <laughs> that I lost? I, yeah, I do, actually. I've, I got that from... That's literally yeah, a true story. <clears throat> that and... Jackie uh, Show. Literally. Do you have those tracks? Th- that song. La Misma. Do you have those tracks? Uh, I totally do. And then just recently, literally two weeks ago, a week ago, Talk Too Much. Yeah, another I song. Uh, <laughs> so, at any rate... I'll let to say that there is your wedding song is available. Two of the wedding songs. Because uh, I did the Golden Girls theme song. Golden Girls and, right. uh, is Brendan sync. on that? No. And then, what was the other one? In sync. In sync. Uh, this like I promise you, maybe? Beat. You don't say maybe. You it's, know. No, because there's. You know exactly what it is. Dude, it's, so it's my wife's but favorite band. That so. sounds right. This this I promise you. It could yeah. it could be that. It this or, I like promise it you. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is each of those is a very generic deal, and it could be that, or it could be, and I can't think of anything. I I, I uh, so I recorded that. Yeah. And uh, it went over very well. Oh, this is fucking awesome. It well, you know, greatest. you asked me to do a cover of an InSync song. I think, I think the stipulation was that I, we could slow dance to it. So, I, <laughs> that I didn't really know how to do that, so I right. just did that. And, uh. Fucking <laughs> brilliantly <laughs> is what he's not saying. <laughs> didn't know how to, so I did. But in my mind, I it was sort it. of a joke, because it's the NSYNC. Because it's the NSYNC. Do they go by that? The NSYNC? I have no idea, but, like, okay, so she's a fan of shitty music. It's no surprise. Insync is not awesome. You know, there's like a so like it's it's either I bite the bullet and dance to the, and to the actual. And I know, but it was shitty when I was in moves, eighth like, grade. Good looking guys doing it. Yeah, everything's like, firing, dude. It's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, no. Insync is the best best band, but it was either bite the bullet and and play the album version or like ask a friend yeah. that I know is like a That's gifted way to musician do it. and be Thank like you. hey you want to kind of surprise my wife with this cool song oh nice she was Bullets like Beaker on Pandora she was like, exclusive. oh there you go she's like uh, this is nice but the original would have been a little bit nicer Here, here's what you do is that so is that a playlist and it'll play songs that the algorithm kind of oh, oh, associates okay. with that that would be fucking okay. sick if that was be also playing in the background of the episode we might do that we've done that with uh the Run the Jewels episode where we played uh, a little background track. But if we can get that quiet and just kind of every once in a while, ooh, can you believe it played that? Like make a little real-time comment. 401 exclusive. The artwork is really great on this album, too. Uh, yes, that... Jennifer Davis. Yeah, Jennifer Davis. So the artwork was done by an artist named Jennifer Davis. Do you happen to know her website, or is that Googleable? Uh, Spelled all... You can find out real quick, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, that's another thing is we yeah, do is we really, talk about the really art. unique. She's got a really nice voice. It's cool. a very prominent voice. Whenever I see her artwork, it's like, oh, Jennifer. Oh, Davis. you're talking about her artistic. So she's not also a singer. Nope, nope. She's just an. She's okay. A, she, she's just an artist. She's just a. Uh, uh, she's just 
painting. Yeah, I would say primarily painting. But like recently, she's also been taking like Jennifer Davis um, Art dot com yeah. is the uh, website of the artist who did the album artwork for the Bones and Beaker record. So and yeah, all of her stuff has a definite through line. And it's all fucking badass. It is badass. And actually, we're using uh, another one of these for the remix album. For but she also does the stuff where she'll find, um, uh, like, old um, Ferris wheel, what are they, horses or whatever. Uh, carousel uh, rides. Horses or like lions the, yeah. or whatever, you know, the different. And, uh, sure. and then she's, like, painting on top of them. Her, her, like swirls and you know, AB the, patterns the, and whatnots. Right, right, right. Cool. So it's cool. Actually, if you um, click that, click off on that, um, I can kind of. So I can show you the. Um, is that as far back song. as you can remember? Is the wedding song, or do you remember so, me oh, oh, road, yeah, so the roadieing song. for your? So let me finish that real quick. So I gave that my thing to Brendan, uh, BK1 from from Bones and Beaker. At, and I gave him just like I think what is it a guitar and vocals? Yeah. Is that it? I, don't know, I think so. On this, I promise you. Yeah. And if we could drop, well, we could find it. But <laughs> but what I was up? like, Brendan, I really all I want from you is the cheesiest drums you can think of. And, and lo and behold, then, it was that track. And then <laughs> and then the I contacted already. Paul and was like, Paul, it's all here. Mark all all I drop. want from you. Is like some nice cymbal swells. Yeah, you know what I did? I <laughs> went into YouTube and I typed in cymbal swells. And I got a video <laughs> of a guy playing exclusive. some Zildjian cymbals. It's doing cymbal swells. I downloaded that MP3 and I put it in it and I did a fade up and a fade you out. Told, oh, that's you told not me even that. you? No, I, didn't that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's because I I, maybe I didn't have my cymbal set up. I was just lazy. That's really great. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so I brought oh, it to I Brendan. So I brought it to Brendan. I meant to say this. And, and, uh, He's like, is this? Are you trying to be serious with this? Like, you did a really I was good like, job no, no. Well, I wanted. I mean, of course, I wanted to. Yeah, as serious do, as do well me asking your, you to do an wedding, song for know? my wedding can be. You fucking nailed it because it's. <laughs> That's funny. And then, oh, uh, and also be serious with the Golden Girls theme that I'm also the asking gold, you to do. Right, right. Well, so what was the other? It was just. It was just those two. Yeah, but didn't, okay. Yeah, did it you was say just is there two. another origin? Yeah, uh, as far as uh, uh, our first meeting, I don't remember the the first meeting, but like how we started the genesis of our like of our relationship together. What why are well, you Why are you sitting here across from me? How did we start hanging out? Well, origin I, story. We oh yeah okay. I mean I I I know you through DJ Consequence. Right. No marker for a name drop. Longtime friend, um, and uh, former bandmate. You know, it's getting to the point in my in my life where it's like time is going faster and faster, and it seems to me that I've known you for a decade. Because you have. Yeah. Because you definitely have. My greatest memory is you yeah. and Charlie coming to do demos when my parents were out of town, 
and I set up all the recording oh, equipment yeah. in the living room, and we played those three songs. Uh, and it's some of the coolest recordings I've ever gotten, and it's a stereo feed from my live bump, mixer. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. Ba -da 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 I came over for a little a bit of that. I came across that And then that we recently. went to the skate park with Charlie, and it was like, oh, Charlie is in an in insane skateboard. Yeah. I got a really good picture of him. Oh, look at that. You know? The two horses right there. The red bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back. Uh, I got a really good picture of Charlie doing a backside board slide on the down rail. He's fucking. Okay. I don't know. That made my life. Charlie. It was like shirtless, glistening in the sun, fucking board sliding this rail. It's the best picture ever. Story of my youth. Fucking right. Me fuck. You know, we're talking about my best friend Charlie. Charlie doing like sixty flips and shit. Yeah. And and after like women being into him and. Charlie. Yeah, Charmander. On the original Tony Newis uh, MySpace, it was it, when we were three. Sex, days. sex appeal. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I was quick wit and drums, and Charlie was bass and sex appeal. Is that what I wrote? I thought that was fucking. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. yeah, right there, the two horses. That's it. Oh, that's we're looking at Jennifer Davis art, and it's that's gonna be redonk. the cover of the remix. So that's the, so cool. The remix the, yeah. album is. Uh, um, this four one exclusive for sure. A year later, year and a half later is um, there, uh, there's. Are, are you at liberty to say any of the artists that are working on it? Because Paul and I know one, and we're fucking super stoked on we it. We were just watching him perform earlier. In fact, I, I know, think so. I think so. And I, if not, I, we can believe it out. We should probably confirm this with with Brendan. You know, before yeah, yeah. we uh, air this uh, or whatever. But, hey, hey, four hundred one. Yes. yes. Yeah, did we get clearance to say those names? We did, we did not. not. Oh, bummer. I know. I know. Oh, cool. Who are they? Cannot tell you. What? Right on. And so what we'll do is later we'll edit in if we get the go-ahead or not. Sure. I do that all the time. a few hip-hop legends, sure. we will say. Yeah. Until then, a few hip-hop legends. Isn't that fucking cool? I'm stoked on that. That's And that's a perfect remix that. of the album art because it's the same and different at the right. same time. It's... And we, you know, we were we were talking about my my sort of argument for this one was um, there's two horses instead right. of the one goat, mm -hmm. so the remix would be the other the collaboration yep. yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. And, uh, what else? A little similar. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the same voice as the other one, but instead of the orange, got the you know or yellowish orange, whatever. You got the. And it's gonna look red. sick on an album sleeve. And and as far as I'm, as far as I know, it's gonna get pressed on vinyl too. Nice. So, I um, so far have the LP, and I got that. Uh, yeah, me too. That whatever inch. It's good. It's gonna be the good. Signal, signal, single. Uh, and what's the background of Bones and Beaker? And if you don't feel like saying that again, do you happen to remember a place where you did say it that I can direct people to that want to hear about the origin of Bones and Beaker? Because I. I know I've personally heard it at least two separate places. Uh, you know what I mean? Because there, uh, there was that one guy that came. How did we come to be? Yeah, like, like your origin. Because there was that sure. dude that came and filmed an interview with you. And if we could link to that, that'd be cool too. Because I can, I can yeah. put a link uh, into the episode I'd have to, I'd have to, We'd have to double check on the on that. But I, it was it was um, ther Theremin. I'd, I, would want, I would want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a real nice guy. We could do another one of Detroit those and did a, 401 like a cutaways. little biography on us. Yeah. But um, the quick the quick story, if if I'm not, I'm probably not able to be quick about it, but Brendan and I, um, BK1 and I, worked at a group home together for 
a bunch of years. We I worked for the company for nine years, and he worked for them for twelve or so. And so um, we specifically worked at a, one house serving uh, a handful of folks um, that are developmentally disabled, and we would spend a lot of our downtime talking music. And he would he had been touring touring seven or eight months a year with brother Ali. So they allowed him to come back and work. Music drop. And uh, so we would just talk music. And after, you know, three years of like, you know. Would he come to see any of your shows either with Villa or, or were you doing solo stuff at this time No, this too? is Villa. Yep. He came and saw Villa. I went and saw him play with Brother Ali. Um and and then he started to he had made the decision to have a family and stop touring. He mm-hmm. sort of felt like he was retiring from music, which I never believed and I still don't. Uh, and Ron I was exclusive. like moving on from Villa, and uh, and so we we're like, hey, we're buds. You're you know one of the things that I what I was drawn to him by was he had an obvious work ethic. Yeah. And I and I. You know, have have been busy now in my life for a long time, and I want when I work on music, I want to kind of get right to it. It's not really like a guzzling beer, hanging in the garage, which yeah. I enjoy too. No, you know, but like if I'm like trying to get get some th- things accomplished, I like to be professional and you, you know, know I like to you know. And so Brendan and I, when we work together, we like we have goals, we have. You know, yeah, you don't have a, uh, do a, a vision and... board per se, but you definitely have. No, we do have a vision board For actually. Real? Yeah, that's fucking. Dope. We don't always utilize it. It depends on what stage. Four hundred one exclusive. It's definitely. It's, uh, what's the difference between that and a, like an artist storyboarding something? Well, what it's do you mean? Just a different way. Like a vision board for me is like. Okay, yeah, I guess. Uh, what's your version? Of whatever cutting like collage out of. Like oh, magazines no, 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 and being no, no, like no, no, empower. No, no, no. Like no. that's a vision board. We don't do that. We we just Is have... it more like storyboarding? No, we do I mean it's like a dry erase board where we've like we've got our these goals written down. We've okay. got like No vision board is like we've a got our ideas sort of worked how out. Much of that is, you know, like how many chord progressions are on that board? It's not like that. It's not like that. It's more actually like d- directed towards like what you're trying Maybe to do. Like Here's our, our master this track by this time. Do exactly. What are we doing With tonight? What and you know if we're sequ- sequencing yeah. things like trying to. Um, How many times on there are question marks like or you know dot 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 you know is well, that well you know are you like loose I say that way that, or are you kind of it it de- it just depends on what stage we're at you know and and we haven't been. We've been uh, so with this band, we can either write or we can sort of play live. And so the record was written, and then there was this long period, and finally it was released by the label. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys uh, did that nicely, though, because you had little morsels out kind of spaced out real nice. Yeah, you had interviews, you had music videos, you had specific album drops on SoundCloud. It was released the way music is if it's not being released now it's like that's that's gonna be the next step yeah it's hard it's i'm in no position to even comment really on on um the best way to do things uh i'm and and i think you stumbled into it then well and and also it's part of my understanding that 
maybe nobody really knows exactly what the best way to do it is right now i mean i yeah you know there used to be sort of a kind of an obvious way of doing things i guess um were with the internet yeah the last that really years. that it's really shifted so much phase shifted it you know like you had like the path that you could do like 80s and 90s and then ian mckay and discord was kind of like and you can also take this route so right. there's like the the straight route and there was the diy route and like now it's like there's the diy physical media route and there's like the diy social media route right it seems very clear and you got these people just putting on a, a putting a video of themselves on youtube yeah. and then the next day they're like sensations and it's in so, the you know and they're created into a pop star and then money gets thrown in yeah and my i mean again my understanding and at least like in the 80s and 90s right this time of nirvana pre-internet jam and all these bands where it was like let's find a band that quasi fits yeah. this thing throw a ton they've got a sort of we'll give them a look or they've got a look we'll throw a ton of money at them and like you just put it you just keep putting it in people's face and yeah you know it's whereas, you'll make it pop and it's you know? not that that doesn't happen you know it still band, happens people today, are cultivated now rather than but, it's you're making a band or you're making an album you're making a single and that's like the thing and sure like, sure they have to have algorithms algorithms for that like if your single does this well hey maybe we'll either we'll All that spend that like money fighting the new one me. or spend yeah. that money cultivating you for one more cycle of the whatever but I will say that Bones and Beaker you know so getting we're, back we're, to that <laughs> well well just in terms of what we realized about us is we're both you know we're both family people i i am a teacher brendan is a uh you know he's got a full-time thing going on and so we didn't want a tour that wasn't going to be a part of it and really the live show was not at all we weren't even going to do a live show you know so all of that to say, we needed, we wanted to really th- figure out how to have a, kind of a visual presence on the internet, yeah. and so, you know, we had some, some friends make some, you know, videos for us that were interesting, but uh, you know. cohesive and also unique is what I would say. Is they all? I mean, my it's... favorite video is is uh, our friend Marianne Desard, who the Simana who, video. Uh, Nope. Or the each time I die video, uh, the one that it's it's basically just abstract art kind of cycling the whole time. That one, World Behind. That one, and is it's the very one that good. Paul was talking about, and it's working uh, for a name drop. Getting sloppy over there, Tone. Well, it, it's uh, she, she took all old video clips of stuff and added that her one. own okay, stuff to it. Okay, that's not the one it. I was talking no. about, but so that one's very like awesome. Naked people. Yeah, yeah. there's there's, really cool. there's, there's Beaver. Like there's it's boots, simple and and, and, and it's also thoughtful and. It made the song pop out to me as well. So yeah, like, right. Kind of, like, I have never seen really anything like that. Inside of it, and was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" It's definitely I've, a standout. Like, it's a different kind of a track. Never seen anything yeah. like it. Um. So okay, that was all. So that's that's the band's background. I wanted to go back to one thing. You, who started at the group home first, you or Brandon? Well, I started at a group home five blocks up the road. Okay. Probably three years after he started at the one five blocks down and then the you road you moved to that one and then like your first day where you're like oh my god that's bk1 and or Al, did you know him beforehand uh well 
I, I had been he's, told he's, he's, that he's big deal. He's like Brother Ali's DJ. He's, so he he's toured the guy. world more or less with yeah, Brother Ali awesome. uh, of Rhyme Sayers um, for ten years, and of course in Minneapolis, Brother Ali is is a uh, he's, household name. He's, he's yeah, he's one of the flag. What is it? The flagships of uh, Rhyme yeah. Sayers? Is that the is that I the would phrase? Say, yeah, flagship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, them that's and atmosphere. The one, that's the, uh, Brother Ali and atmosphere. Guard kinda, kinda deal. Uh, so um, and and, and also uh, Brother Ali's Brother Ali is a very unique. He has a very unique voice and presence and. Um, sure. Uh, so, I I had I had heard that he worked down the road. Um, nice. But I didn't. That stuff never really matters to me. Well, I, yeah, too, you're too you're Anthony Newis, but like, imagine if you were just four to one experiment, like well, seeing that guy. Uh, like well, not not huge Anthony Newis star guy, but just like that, regular Joe guy. But also, uh, I I've never been immersed into hip hop either. Or or what that really means to to sample music and be a DJ. I mean, I've learned that's a good point. Immense amount about that since then. I've you know from Brendan and reading books and watching documentaries. Was it a hard transition? Like to try and was it something that you like were uncomfortable with at first, or was it? Um, well, you know, we would try and accommodate to the other, and so the first few things we did was like. <laughs> Is that what you thought of me? Yeah, you're super wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm not like this hippie bongo drum thing, whatever you're presenting to me. What 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 you know, what song and, came from that that sample? Like, BK sent you a hippie drum thing, thinking you'd be into it. Did that turn into a song that's on no, the record? No, no, fuck no. <laughs> it was more so not even no, like, not even close. <laughs> it was like no, Brendan, this is. So there was some no. sort of learning yeah, and, like and, and vice versa and vice versa with me to, towards him. Oh, so that, that one didn't become anything. And so we were both just trying to remix this is like I, I've heard him sort of use the analogy of a, a, the pendulum is swinging, you know, like we game of volleyball. Like, oh, do the, oh, Inverted no volleyball. way, you know, and then when and then so we 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 found uh, Samana, which is one one of the first songs on the record. I had track two. I had written that and Paul helped me with that. Like we initially Indian. had thought about doing a, a trio with Chris, Chris Bearden, who was a in, fucking uh, amazing, by the way, he's a beast. And he ended up being on the, on the, the record. Um, but initially, cause Villa was moving on. I hadn't thought about Brendan at all in, in, in this capacity yet. And so we were still in the traditional form of, you know, drums, guitar, bass, there was a and, really uh, cool cowbell part that I still The cowbell part? I know how proud of you are of that. The actual you, recording, but you should get no. on mic. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. Uh, if you had I only have one. two inputs. Oh, what up? Oh, that's true. Here, why don't we just move this a little bit? I'll sit up. Cool, cool, uh, cool. Um, we're yeah. about ready to probably go track by track, and uh, unless you had a final point to make there, Tom. No. Okay. Uh, so first track is the let's see did I do everything okay yeah 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 we're good we need to find out where that uh, interview was where the dude came in I already did oh do you have it uh, so if you want to know oh, any yeah. more about Theromatic. the origin Theromatic uh, on YouTube T-H-E-O-R-E-M-A-T-I-C that's T-H-E-O-R-E-M-A-T-I-C 
into your YouTube uh, Bones and Beaker, and it's a nice nine minute, uh, like almost like a mini doc, which is pretty cool because yeah, they, they, he, there's well, live a little live video. Here's what this guy wants to do. Is my understanding is that is that uh, he's going around and and uh, interviewing a few people here and there or wherever whoever he's interested in, mm -hmm. and I think ultimately he wants to turn it into like a. Uh, like kind of, I don't know. I hate to say coffee table book, but a, a book of photography based on bands. Dope. Yeah, really, really dope. I mean, like the dude heard Lupine, which was the the um, a, a, the first track that we released prior to anything else, mm -hmm. and got on a plane from Detroit. I presumably partially because we're on Wax Poetics, the label. Um, Doesn't hurt. You know, shout out but, Wax uh, Poetics. Some sort of like press. So, someone maybe cued him into it or however he heard it. I don't know how I heard it, but I'm kind of under the impression that he just he put just up his own it. money. And I don't, I'm, and, and I'm not saying that about a, like, Bones and Beaker so much are like how awesome that band is, but like that's that says a lot about a person that's that's putting their time yeah. to do, into doing yeah, something. It says a lot like about that. the band he's listening yeah. to well, that yes, he's willing yeah, to do that. Sure. Yeah, for like, sure. But I think that's cool. You know? So, yeah, uh, shout shout out to Theromatic for sure. Lamar uh, Landers. What's that? What's his, his name? The guy's name is Lamar. Lamar Landers. Lamar Landers. Uh, cool, cool little documentary. Really enjoy watching it. Uh, track one is called Intro. I think right. Is it called Intro? It's called Intro. And guess what it is? It's an intro. Uh, and while we were listening to it, I asked you about it, and I got the impression that it was kind of like a happy accident happened at the end of the recording. Um, of it. That's and you, true. And you, you had mentioned that BK had done it all when he first played it for you. What did you think? Like he's like, here's the intro. Click, play. Nope. He showed like me a, a bunch of things because we were talking about what to do for the intro. And, okay. And uh, and he said, well, hey, you know what? I have all these other things that I've been kind of like. Brendan has a library of ideas. I'm sure. You know, and uh, we came across this, and as soon as I heard it. I was like, that's it right there. In part, so, I think, because there's that like little ding, ding at the end. So yeah, that, that was always know, in there? And then, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like you were listening to it and then, hey, that'd be great with the ding at the end. Ding was already there? Ding was there. That's like solid. Like, it's just... Uh, you go, like, like, I, don't, I don't remember. So I it was... Remember. It was microwave is, you're done with whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn's ready. It's, it's your idea. I don't like popcorn. It's a bing. Uh, so it was complete upon your first listen. It was like here's this file and this is the same file that wound up on the record or did you like... I'm not entirely sure about that I do know that we added bass to it Chris played bass on it on the record Chris Beard uh, who's a fucking so don't yeah again don't quote me on dope that, player yeah Chris I, Chris is in South by Southwest right now I think with Polisa Polisa shout out Polisa I saw you when you came to Houston and that was during a period of 401 when he was really listening to a lot of marijuana death squads and so it was a weird, happy accident that those guys were playing. And I talked to Tony, and he's like, "Oh, that guy from my band is yeah, playing." Yeah, I think I tried to connect up. to you guys. It yeah, and, didn't we, work and out, I huh? fully chickened out. Like, I, I was with my neighbor Mike, who's mm. uh, disabled, so we got right up there to the stage, um, and they were like walking right in front of me. I'm like, "That's crazy." Say, like, what up? But I, I didn't, I didn't do it. I chickened out. I did yeah. buy uh, "Give Up the Ghost" on uh, vinyl at your mm. merch shop. I think so. It's awesome. 
It's very, very cool, and it's a great record. So Chris is playing First Avenue. Lisa Chris and is Marijuana playing. Death uh, uh, I'm gonna do another shout out for him. Uh, he his band Invisible Boy tomorrow is opening up for. Is he in Pony Trash? POS. He's in Pony Trash. That too. band rips too. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of bands. Vampire Hands. Yeah, you turned me on to uh, them. Yeah, uh, they're on my Minnesota playlist that that's I need. Good stuff. Down there. So, one yep. resides in Houston, Texas. So that's yeah, that's intro. That's intro. Yep. Uh, we're not gonna get off on any tangents. Yeah, that give you the ghost. Sorry, edit. So I heard, I hear tell. Uh, this might be a four one excuse that the the name Polisa with the with the weird uh, C is because the lead singer had something in her computer and the computer glitched and it was all like crazy Russian writing and like that was the one word that was like discernible. I heard, I heard something like that. You tell me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Track two, Samana. Uh, what's up with ghosts? I don't think that's true, by the way. It could it could not be? It I don't was, think it so. was my neighbor in Houston. So what the but hell? I, but I could be totally wrong about that. It's a cool story. What's the deal with goats? Samana, goats. There's a goat goats. on the cover. Is that like was that like a theme? No. Or I didn't I, even it, make it, that it, connection until now. For real? So yeah. that's a 401 exclusive right there. There it is. That's how it works. You got, you, so there's you a got goat it. on the cover, correct? Yeah, there is. And selling my delicious milk from goats. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's always like huh. been a thing. Yeah. This, this, the, uh, we'll probably be playing Simon in the background right now, but it's a just it's super cool. It's got a video for it. Um, yeah, and I, I talked to you a little Great. bit about lyrics while we were listening to it, and you had uh, expressed to me that lyrics are very hard for you to talk about. You like to keep them yeah, vague, I, and I agreed to that. I yeah. tend to, to do that. Uh, it's funny because my mom, who's a, a fan and a supporter, sure, often wants me to say, "You should tell the, you gotta tell them what the song is about before you sing it." People like that. <laughs> And I get that. Like Thanks, I Mom. like it too. Yeah, no, for You know, for I sure. really do. Um however, that's their decision. Yep. <laughs> you know, and, and I also like when I have my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, when people tell you what it's about then It might crush what you already Maybe it crosses off crosses off what you're thinking. DJ about. had mentioned that that yeah. he doesn't like learning that a song is different than what he thought it was about. Yeah. I can get over it. But oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, it's a feeling of for like, sure. uh, again, there's some sort of like, you have your own interpretation. And then you sort of like hybrid those two together, I've found. At least well, in my Well, that's right. You know, it's not like you can't continue to have your own thought. However, there's just a little something there. It's um, also yeah. strangely enjoyable to ruin it or, for someone else when you know someone, or like someone else sings the song wrong and you're like, like when you miss your, right. When you miss your lyric. That's a feeling to just. When you miss here a totally lyric, and song. then you like realize, oh, it's about this now. Oh, that's always crazy. And I never really was a, b- a big lyric person, and, and yet, still aren't, for that matter. I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to, to catch you in perjury here, but you don't put stock in lyrics, but you wanted to make this the lyrics on here as gender neutral. I as didn't say possible. I don't put stock in lyrics. Okay, I okay. said it's very difficult for uh, me. Agreed. And it's very difficult for me because I put. A lot of stock in lyrics. In, in like your lyrics. Very much so. Right on. And and I don't feel like a I feel like a natural musician. That was that was just the only way that I could no, segue no, into I, that is but by I calling do you want to clarify But I wanted that. to talk about this because this was interesting. That. I uh, uh, I melody rhythm very natural to me. Writing lyrics, it's not very natural to me. I have to put a lot of thought into sure. it. Sure. 
sometimes I don't. Sometimes it writes itself, and I feel blessed and like, huh. The, I guess the I can do that, right? You. Yeah, you but typically, conduit. it is very challenging for me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with this particular album, and probably a lot of the songs I've written, at, at some point in time, I just m- made a point to to keep things gender neutral. Yeah. Um, not, you know, not necessarily as some great political statement. No, just in the interest you of know, accessibility, maybe. I, I mean, I, I think that I. I definitely think there's truth to it being a political statement, but however, in the probably for me, even sure. in the bigger picture, just the idea of universality and accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like if it's a love song, it's nice to be able to sing it as choose both the, the roles kind of, yeah. and whoever it is. You know, I always like when people cover love songs, and if it's a male singer, he'll still say like "I love him." I like when the male singer does that. They keep it's it. It's awesome. I and it always kind of grated on me when they would change it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't have too many ex- examples of that. No, I don't, but I I notice it every time. Here's you know something I mean? that I've been thinking about a, a project that I've kind of been working on is is. Uh, singing country songs uh, in a real high falsetto, you know? Yeah. Um, to just kind of that juxtaposition of country masculinity and, like, machoism and, you yeah. know, it's... Shout I, out to the band Mucho Machos. It's, it's, what's up? Stand by your man. You know, I, I, I googled them once, and it brings you to gay porn. Really? <laughs> well, search yeah. uh, Muchos Machos Band uh, at, at so any cost. Awesome. Samata was the first song put together and kind of so decided, was, like, hey, we got some kind of right. deal. Yeah, I uh, uh, brought that to Brendan, and uh, he filled it out with rhythm and yeah, really a bunch of cool... He put a bunch of work into that album. Into this is going to be a really long episode, song. but it's going to be very good, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's yeah, because you. We're at, we're at forty-two minutes. That's that kind of typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh Lord, now is that a playoff of Great God, which I know is a, a song that I've heard you play many times. Oh Lord, Great God, is there any connection there? There is not really a connection there, other than the fact that I realized later that I had that there maybe could be a, a lyrical cr- connection not only just the great god and oh lord but like, also subject matter in both songs um the subject matter no not at all um great god is is more about uh struggles in uh you know like the homeless population struggles mm-hmm. and, and uh socioeconomic uh, right. issues where oh lord I wrote that song when my my closest friend told me that his uh, he and his lady friend were gonna have a, a child, and it was like holy. And he's a year younger than me. Oh lord! You know, how old is that kid now? And uh, so they have two kids. Uh, where where are we at now? Four and one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course my kids are four and two. Yeah. So. So that inspired us really to like, you know, let's have our first kid now. We were going to soon after, but it's kind of like, oh lord, 
So, yeah, I was thinking about uh, just like thinking back on my life and I I really like Great God. That's a really good song and that's what it made me think of, but that's kind the, of cool The villain song, yeah. I recently Thanks. became a father, so I'm going to go back and listen song. to that on kind the of whale uh, song. the whale song. Do you got some water? Please. Whales. Thanks. The, the whales? Yeah. Oh, and Old Lord has that cool outro, that little, like, run-out groove kind of situation. What a... glass. It's in six. A, uh, coffee cup. Yeah. A ham. One, two, oh. three, four, five, Shout six. Shout out hams. One, two, three, four, five, Yeah, five, and five, I, I thought it always... When, when we were listening to it, I wrote down Link Track, because I thought it linked to Heartbroken, but it doesn't. It just kind of resolves on its own thing, but it's a departure from the rest of Old Lord, which is kind of neat. Yep. That outro kind of works as its own. It doesn't necessarily link into the next that's track. Where, that's part of where Brennan's uh, talents lie, is his ability to, to link things in that way. Yeah. Because I... Oh, Lord is in 4-4, but I play these... Do-do-do-do-do-do. One, two, three. One, two, three. It's yeah. still in 4-4, but that's how I'm playing it. Yeah, and, it's and, in... And, and he just realized, oh, well, I've got this thing in 6... This has got the feel of three, even though it's in four. You know, three has four. Yeah, it's a classic. You know, classic move. I love classic it. move. And the outro that doesn't loop into the next track. Uh, uh, the next track is that's a fucking shitty transition. Heartbroken in love. Uh, there's a video for this one. Um, there's a little kind of like, I don't know if you call it tremolo picking on the guitar, and then like kind of like a little bell swell after each I don't know if it's every line but you know what I'm talking about I am <laughs> you are knowing what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> no that's like super cool part and it's it's like it's bells right is that Brendan playing or is that just some crazy sample you found that fits oh. perfect are you playing the guitar first of all you'd like to know I've got a lot of questions well as Brendan would say we'd, we'd probably have to kill you we told you. Word. Or you'd get sued. <laughs> or we'd get sued. Okay, 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 okay. I would never kill you, though. They're, they're now pointing guns at me. I would never and kill you. And, like, and shaking their heads like, the and mouthing the words, like, shut up. Oh. Wondering what's live versus what's, like, I presume that is a sample, but I don't know that it is. I presume that. I always listen to it thinking you were playing it, so word up. That's, that's he's awesome. looking at it, it's like... Good. <laughs> good, good, good. And, and we still don't know that it's not. No, I've always, I've always dug that about it, like this idea of like, it totally blows um, the minds of what's live and what's sample. Yeah. What's I have written on here the sample right before the verses. Is that Chris? Because that seems like it could be Chris, because he's... Oh, it's for sure Chris. Dope. I mean, he's playing bass over the whole Well, thing. actually, Chris yeah. is... Yeah, Chris is playing on top yeah. of, of that. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's a drum fill. I'm assuming it's a drum fill off of the record. Yeah. With him playing live. Yeah. So that's my take. And and this and the and the vocals on this I recorded in my basement with like a '57. I think. Magics. Shout out to Magic. Shout out to Shout Magics. Out Magics. Re- old recorded a lot of songs with Magics, and I I remember Brendan giving me a, a library or you know excuse me a, like a, a bank of songs to choose from samples. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me hit up that cheesy one. 
<laughs> that thing reminds me of the Love Boat, the theme song of the Love Boat. And so I was just we'll thinking about how can I want to make this. That's heartbroken in love. That's heartbroken. So in that love. was built off of a sample, and then you singing over it, and then that yeah, was, that was when he brought to the table. You're saying. In part, as far as like, well, as far as like the the, yes. like the, the basis of it, like the, the basis, the, the the idea came from him. That was him the fir- that was the first like, bounce. Oh, the one, the one yeah. that sounds like Love Boat. I want to try and write a melody. Or something. That's yeah, I was awesome. like, I want to do some lounge stuff here. <laughs> See, that, this is this is what this episode is all about. It's getting the fucking dirt, right? Track by track. It's the dirt. We plied him with alcohol beforehand right. and refried pizza, so he's just. Might as well have been Sodium Pentothal. No, I mean, Song for Al's Dead Mother is track five. And I said that's a pretty evocative title for a song. It's kind of... And you you uh, were doing it during a, a period where you were experimenting with harmonies, you had mentioned? Yeah, I was... You know, this, the band that I was in, Villa, was was heavy on, on vocal harmonies. You could drop in and, some harmonies uh, from Villa there. We were starting to not play anymore, and I, I had this idea that I would write a bunch of vocal parts and get a try and just get a dozen people to sing them, you know, yeah. or however many people, and uh, a cor- which a seems chorus. like kind of a lofty goal, and I didn't do that, but I wrote a song with twelve or fourteen part, I don't know exactly, but it's at least twelve part vocal harmonies. That's awesome, and. Uh, and Brendan had heard the demo and was like, hey, you know what, let me take a stab at that. And so, uh, I mean, in, in retrospect, I then did do that just with four voices mm-hmm. instead of 12. You know, the the live band, except for Brendan, everybody sings and plays their instrument. And so... Uh, shout out the live band. Who's who's in the... Yeah, so... Who's on the record versus uh, who's in the live band kind of thing. That's so something I didn't say. The, yeah, everybody on the record is in the live band except for so Nate Collis is uh, the guitar player and he Nate played and toured with Atmosphere for This is like the middle years. of a country western show where they introduce all the band members during the t- Right, <laughs> right, right. This is and this is what that is. So maybe we like play beer that bottles song. being thrown at, at chicken, chicken wire. wire. Yeah. Right. I saw a band uh, like that in Wyoming. Perfect. Uh, shout out Brett A Maker E L Rodeo. Yes. All black suits, three piece. Perfect. It was amazing. Wyoming. Wyoming, Laramie. Nice. I nice. had a friend going to Wyotech there. Laramie. We visited him. Uh, I was in Wyoming last year. Nice. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, Chicken wire. So Nate Collins on the guitar is amazing. Really great guy. Um. About to become a dad any day. Um, and Chris Bearden plays the bass guitar. So we we're just talking about his yeah, other. His he's other projects, amazing. Notably, Polisa. Nate, like Nate's amazing too. Yeah. Like we've been talking about how good Chris is. Just. But Nate. Nate Nate's is is uh, awesome on this. And record. Nate Nate really was a, a leader in the live Nate in playing the live. <laughs> For all I knew. Could have been. Could have been. We're never gonna know. We're never gonna know. Sorry. You can talk about it. It's talk Bill, about Bill Spence. it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, no, so Nate, yeah, yeah, you really can't say enough about him, and 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 uh, he just recorded the song. It's 22 minutes long. It's one song, 
and it goes through movements. It's him and it, and it's it's so Atmosphere had a live band, uh-huh. drums, bass, guitar, keys, and uh, and Nate. My understanding was maybe the leader of that kind of led that. So he nice. just wrote a song. This is a shout out to Nate Collis. It's twenty two minutes long and it's unbelievable. He played it for me the other day and it's. How did, insanely impressive. Is it on any? Not yet. No. So no, ooh, it's you got just mixed you, you got the uh, uh, it's, Anthony newest exclusive. That's right. Right. So uh, so Nate plays guitar and then Chris plays bass and Nick Houlihan uh, is a singer. He was in that band Villa. They were. He was in good. Villa. Yep. And they so had a couple fucking fantastic albums. We spent six eight months just the four of us do whopping it in the garage yeah yeah you know around the, the acoustic guitar uh really just working out the vocal parts um and to this day i still if i'm not sure i'll just look at nate and he'll like if we're trying to figure out whose part is what yeah i'll look at nate and he'll say la, 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 or whatever <laughs> like he's got he's got it all locked down he sounds like a pretty valuable band leader valuable he seems yeah that's your so, uh, MVP. It's the band. Uh, yeah. Track six. And of course, BK1. Wind Up Dolls. Uh, this one is very, very unique. And it kind of like kind of gives me like a little Ween vibe. On it. I wrote down Ween. Mm. And it made sense at the time. But like... I yeah. Don't, I don't know why it reminded me of that. I can't, I can't pick it out of my head. Well, right you now. like Ween and I like Ween. I do. So maybe I'll find this. So maybe there's something about. there. Uh, maybe because yeah, it was know. like a standout track like it was a departure like Ween does styles of songs and whatnot. yeah I don't it's, know it's a little standout it, I believe it's a shorter one right so I'm trying to think about it yeah I don't I, I don't really even know what to say about that song yeah. how much yeah it's 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 on the record right yeah it's kind <laughs> of a it's you know, <laughs> what like, song just is that I out a random string of words well you know what Be- you, uh, the reason I'm sort of it's the one that fumbling like in my thoughts is because we that song could have gone other places and, as far as well you know you could have built off it and gone okay. in a different direction as well like and, not on different releases but no, as far as stylistically that, just could have but, but I think in the end we just kind of thought you know this is a nice little like minute minute and a half little thing yeah and it's track six it's like it right it in is. the middle you know little uh, intermission kind of a little interlude oh, or, you know where's the record flip on this is it after this song oh or is it man is this the first song on side two i should know this and right now i yeah, don't so you guys just keep that he's uh dj consequence is going to find it in his this collection. is the first time i've listened to this album all the way through since, uh, i have yeah. not even put it on my record player i That's i awesome. listened to the um i listened to the uh what's it called Master? No, 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 no. They send they send me a uh, they sent us advance? a uh, yeah the advance to see if this is the do we like it yeah you know. uh, so I, I listened to that that was cool yeah but uh, that's a oh you, I, we should say your your band is signed to Wax Poetics Wax Poetics they, they uh, uh, seem to be the, awesome uh, coming from out of Brooklyn they're uh, primarily a music magazine really amazing magazine. Uh, 
that shout out Wax Poetics. Well, you know, one of the big things that that Wax Poetics does in their magazine is I'm, they. First off, uh, let me just say how much traffic I'm driving to Wax Poetics right now with this podcast released from the future. Just it's coming. Ones of listeners, are going a whole to bunch, a whole bunch. But they're awesome. They they're they, uh, super cool. They try to bring, you know, all these musicians that have been sampled. Or key players that never got any highlight. Yeah. They bring them their story out, and uh, it's really great. Uh, DJ has the record. What is tra- si- track one, side two? I think it's all Wind Up Dolls. It's All That We Are? Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, so end track on uh, side one is Each Time Each I Die. Time. Yeah. And yeah, that Chris sense. is just all over this That's one. That's a favorite of mine. Taking it for a walk. Each Time I Die? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that weird, like, horn clarinet sample yeah. that Brendan is fucking with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris is doing it. The weird horn very, solo I have written down. It's got a very unique flavor to it. I always think about the uh, Star Wars scene. Oh, most likely Cantina. I always think about that. Uh, the band is called. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, because the horn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah, that it's horn weird, section. Like, snake charm yep. kind of thing that's so good. The... So good. Do, 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 do. No, that's not it. Dude. <laughs> Did you did you see their re- yeah? Uh, we'll we'll drop in the sample. Yeah. Um. But did you see the remakes where they like computer animated like a whole second song of those guys playing? No. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's like a whole second song. Yeah. Oh no. Jabba calls for one more song and then they do another one and it's like completely updated. There's a whole CGI lead singer girl oh, singing no. this thing. Oh no. It's bad. I don't want to hear I, about I, it. Yeah, no, I, I'm. So, I apologize. Sorry, it didn't it's okay. happen. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's more uh, but I know the name of that band. That like Star Wars nerd. Uh, that band has a name, and they are called. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. But there was a time when it'll come. Well, slightly canteen. Yeah, uh, it's Tatooine. Huh. You won't find another more wretched hive of debauchery in the star system or something like that, as they say. So bad. Oh, okay. So yeah. then we... Then edit we, point. Edit. Then we flip the record and track one on side two is all that we are. Parentheses, so far to go. And this one has side two track one, DJ Consequence. Cutting it up, chopping first, it up. First yeah. Only appearance. On the... On the uh, and swing Helped the mic out to, on this to one. DJ because... That intro, that intro is all, all you sent DJ. You the demo of this song, and who's you? I, who's me? Four one. I sent it to guy. you. The for the podcast listener, he's he's motioning with his thumb over to Tony. Yeah. For the podcast listener. Yeah, you songwriter, of said <laughs> album. Yeah, you sent me the demo, and I uh, added some things to it, and then you emailed me months later, and we're like, "Where are those things that you added? Because now we're going to put this on the album." And there's like an element missing from this demo, because like yeah. I, I sent you a demo version of it with slightly altered, and it was like, where is that harmony? And that's basically all I added. It was just a little harmony to your guitar it. drone on the intro. Uh-huh. And again, I keyboards. Didn't, I didn't reveal that's keyboards. It is. I always imagined it was you playing like I know. distorted guitar through a tremolo, like on your Fender amp. For what exclusive? I was imagining it was. I didn't even. I think. That. I think what. So I think what it is is I. I. Uh, Put the uh, kind of keyboard, uh, the the sustain on it, 
and just kept that going. And then I think I ran it through a delay pedal, but then I had it going through my Deluxe Reaver ramp, and then I mic'd the amp. So it was a delay rather than a tremolo. I always imagined it was a distorted guitar through a tremolo. Delay. Like, well, no, there's tremolo and delay on there. Tremolo, yeah. It's both. Yeah. But it does have a, a guitar sound. And yeah, so literally all I did was uh, copy that file and then do pitch shift it to create harmonies. And basically and, turned and, it into chords. And the, and the lyrics, or the, that whole first intro, was something that I had yeah, on something right. else. And I didn't like it, what it was on before. And then just literally picked it up and put it over here. And oh, was you're like, not kidding. Huh, That's I like this. Crazy. I like this. And I so I liked that that element of the writing process just a little and you know that's weird yeah yeah to like take something and actually have it fit with something that you didn't even plan yeah to work well and, and and lyrically the the content is not a, a promising picture if you listen to it and so I like make, the, I, I imagine like Native Americans like in, in some sort of migration. All that we are so far people. to Like that's go. what I imagine. It's like nomadic people and like elderly. It's not going well, right? Elderly backs. are dying. We let them go, you know. But yeah, yeah. but the 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 sort of drone thing, the vibe, you know, that mm -hmm. pulsating thing. There's no there's no nothing is on time. So it, it creates oh, this yeah, sort of like where it's like it shouldn't line up here, but it does. So there's no resolution, you know. There's no resolution. So that's or, you just literally took two like, tracks and didn't really try uh -huh. to. Nice. And I liked how, you know, I was writing about a, a, a population that has been displaced and has never really had a home, and yeah, and, and so like the unsettled. Shout out First Nations stuff. Not the First Nations, though. Oh, for real? Yeah. Uh, so, this whatever. is what we talk about when those lyrics are like, it shatters your yeah. worldview. It's not. I mean, it's I was writing. That, I, I was writing about a specific one, but it could be applied to. You know. That's what's yeah, great. I, guess I, I, I see nomadic people uh -huh. struggling. Like needing to move from wherever they are to wherever. Well, I mean, are. I don't know why I'm like shying away from this. It was I was writing about the Hmong population. Uh, yeah. In the situation, they were uh, they helped out with Americans in the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. and and then and we we turned our backs around. on them when and just they've they've never really had a, a place to call their home, so they've always sort of been on the go. In, you know, very Laos, Vietnam, and and of course now in Minneapolis, or you know, excuse me, in Minnesota, there's a there's a large Hmong population. Houston has and a very uh, high Vietnamese population, and no one that I talk to down there really knows about the Hmong population at all. Mm, Even my mm. friends from Vietnam, they they don't really know about that. So you know, I I hesitate saying that that's what I was writing about because I'm I want to. It was probably on your mind. No, I want to be careful about. Their perspective. I mean, here I'm a, a you know, it's, it's weird to write about somebody yeah. else's perspective, obviously. So, uh, well, you can only do what you can do. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. no hard feelings. Yeah. So, uh, but a, 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 a diligent group of people from, uh, and I, of course, I teach some folks that are among, so I uh, have heard some pretty amazing stories. But a thri a, a real like strong 
group of people. Yeah, it feels you to know? me, anyways. That song definitely feels like it's coming from a place that's pretty, you know, genuine and like, you know, I don't know. It, it it feels very real. Like, want to be I, thoughtful I, I, I about really that stuff. You know, of course, it's very like feels meditative or like it, it more mm-hmm. than any track on the record for sure it like makes me feel like i'm in a place mm-hmm. you know, like, it makes me feel like i'm in that story there's a there's a good drone throw to, you know, yeah. there's a good drone throw it. it and there's mm-hmm. also a second part that comes in pretty heavy oh yeah uh, that's just too. like it's just super, super bombastic yeah. lots of horns and stuff just i like the chorus in that in that yeah. that track are you saying na na and a? Because we can add that to the the na na hey hey. Okay, you know I think maybe I am. Mark it down. I think so. I think so. Nice two from the. We'd have to ask Nate. Okay. Said we'd have to ask Nate. Yeah. What am I doing? Track nine is tiny little places. This is another tiny little pieces. Oh, that's what I have. My L's and A's look like I's and E's. Not all the time. Not. I mean, accurately sure, but. You know, if I find out that you've been drinking with me all day and now I can't read, I'd be very surprised. Fair enough. <laughs> that's a line from Dan Harmon. Shout out, Dan Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a Jeff line. If I find out you've been drinking with me all day, Dan, are you drunk? Because if I find out you've been drinking with me all day, uh, tiny little pieces. It's unique, and there's a breeder sample in there from Cannonball. No. 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 Uh, Mark for a name drop. Edit point. <laughs> edit point. Edit point. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, for real. Don't talk about that. Edit point. What, what's the legality of this? Is, I, this I don't know. I don't even know if it's legality so much as just like uh, Brendan being a magician who doesn't want to reveal. You don't want to Is, is that what back. it is? Probably both. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. either way, it's. Um, legality, um, obviously, first, but more the idea sure. of. Sure. Like, the magician know. doesn't reveal his, his secrets in the. Well, I, just I totally like, what? That. who did this? Oh yeah, yeah. shout yeah. out to Brendan. Tell me what you think about the mixtape, because I sent him a mixtape I made, which is kind of the same thing. Where like, it's a, it, a lot of it's really obvious, but some of it's obscure. So it's like, it this idea of like you don't want to point out what it is because part of the fun is someone hearing it and maybe thinking they know what it is and then them searching. Yeah. Or whatever. And is it like one of There's those? There's a mystery to it. It's fucking it's, awesome. I love. It. He, I love he that doesn't like divulging. Too. Maybe, but is it like if I went up to him, hey, is this this sample from this record? He'd be like, hell yeah, that is. Or be like, ooh, I'm not gonna. Probably. Play. Yeah, and I, I mean, on a personal level, I imagine he would. On a personal yeah. level, I yeah. mean, I think, like in this setting right here, probably. And that's maybe kind of, after yeah. a show, maybe not. I don't know. I, and, I mean, I, I don't really I, know. Like, no, I would no. fully respect either of those. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, so again, that's gotta be it, that has to be interesting to you because you've never really and that's, approached that's music why, that way in, in terms of like everything you've ever written. It's interesting it's to me too how that by, world works. You know, the Beatles songbook that you learned. Like, you're writing your own stuff versus being right. like, having to be not having to answer to it, but like this idea of like, well, I'm taking someone else's record and I'm mixing it and like, changing it, it's, and turning it's it like, into something different. Like that's such a hey, is this I do it all the time, so it's not weird for me to barely to recognizable it, sample. Like, did it come from this? Like, am I hearing this right? Like, that's well, so maybe that's phrase it as a question, I guess. Have you ever been like really curious, like you asking, like where the fuck is this from, or are Whoa. you less interested? I guess. Good question. That is a good question. And honestly, I listen to it and I like it or I don't or yeah. I like it, but I don't feel like I can do much to it. Um, but I will tell you that we're working on a mixtape right now. And uh, th- there's a, uh, 
a track that may or may not get used, but it's these dudes, this guy's finger picking on this guitar and, and another guy's like kind of singing away or whatever. And at the, at the end, the dude's like, ah, you're playing like a motherfucker. And they're like kind of laughing about it. And, uh, but I, but I like, uh, when I was recording a part, I kind of was laughing al- along with the dudes because it was kind of funny just listening to them, like imagining w- what that recording session was like you know and yeah. and and then like listening back on on it after i'd kind of mixed it i'm sort of la- my laughter is sort of part of their laughter and it, and i sort of feel a little bit like i created music with these guys a little bit or you should, yeah no i guess, know? i mean i love I, and i had I i've never felt that way that's the first time i felt that's that awesome. way yeah. and that was a kind nice. of a fun little you know Meta is is too often ter- thrown around, but it's like that's like this weird feeling. It's almost like, meta, yeah. Like, cause yeah, I've, ta- I've like I've told you, like, it's like the the, the symbol swell swells off the YouTube video. Like I've taken mm. a guy, like I've typed in it's drum lessons to YouTube taking and taken a, a drum groove and then and made a loop out of it and written a song to it. And I've never met this person in real life. Yeah, he was alone in his room. And it can be challenging for that reason because, you know, uh, you know when Brent and I first started doing this. He would give me these like long verses. Well, it was sort of his arrangement was sort of set up in the way of a, rap uh, a rapper on on but top of basically it. just bars you know? of repeats. And so there wasn't much bars. there wasn't much movement in chord progression. You know, in terms of chord progression. Mm-hmm. And so like each time I die, for example, uh, on the record, is primarily F. Yeah, it's just a drone, basically. Just F. Yeah, that's it. That, changes that's later. Yeah, it yeah. changes later, but that's after the the they singing has die, finished. You know. Die. Then that's like an it's obvious a, bridge. Yeah, it's like it's a, a hundred percent F. You know, and so um and you know again until later. That's what I love about rap music, though, is mm. this idea that like you can create a music that's based more on texture and rhythm than chord progressions. Because it, so much pop it's and cool. rock music is all chord progressions. It becomes so that becomes the challenge. Like, well, like can't just keep like singing the same melody over right, this yeah, thing you, have to you know find like, a way to invent something and brendan needs over. to sort of give me this and i need to so there's there's just kind of always this push and pull um which is just training each other and really that's sets. what the name of this record is you know it's the it's, that was the name of the game here it was sort of a push, push and, pull and pull and an experiment and see how weird well, we two personalities coming together you yeah. know and just so it yeah. clearly comes through for sure yeah it's like whether or not you you're looking there, you're like is there that much live guitar? Like, I totally get your vibe always, so much off of it. You know what I mean? I thought mean? that yeah. Tony was like, playing guitar on the whole I totally feel it is like a, it's, it's... Well, I do play simple. guitar on it. If not 50, you know? But I thought, like, guitar. every part was you. Nope. You know what I mean? Nate's some of it. Some of it's me. Some yeah. of it's yeah. Brendan. Um, but yeah, it, it would be hard probably to split down the middle and say this many ideas were from hit from his vault and this many ideas were from yours. But, it's, you know, it's I mean... About it's about half and half. It yeah, really it's the same is. idea of, like... Yeah, you you write songs from like you have an instrument in your hand, and it's a chord progression or whatever, and a melody and a lyric that you like work through. Sure. Like so that comes through totally on the record. Like you can hear those moments that are clearly like. Right. Are you the only one doing vocals on the record? Hundred percent. Huh. Yep. Well, that's interesting because track ten, Elfman and Nine, has no vocals. That's a keyboard part, a key part that I wrote. Ah. Um, Thinking about. 
Danny Elfman. The great Danny you know. Elfman. The great and Danny Brendan, Elfman. You know, like, Who did the, the music in the new uh, Star Wars movies, the one, two, did and he? three. Danny Elfman. Episode my, uh, one, two, and three. My daughter has... Not John Williams. Uh, Shout out John Williams. Corpse Bride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does, he does all music. of those... Uh, who's that director? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. He does all the... Most Didn't care for the Willy Wonka. That was a big disappointment. Yeah. But I mean, but he did a ton. Of, I mean, he does a bunch of stuff too. Danny Elfman. Simpsons. He's oh, forever in. Yeah. Forever in. Did he, did Sim- he did the Simpsons yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Simpsons. Uh, Pee Wee's. Oh, you know. Sure. I haven't tried watching that since it's good. But also, but also like, uh, what's that Matt Damon, Ben uh, uh, Affleck movie? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. You know, he. So you know he does. Yeah. He's all over the place. Shout out Elliot but, you know, the, on that. That song's in nine. Which I didn't realize when I wrote it. And Brendan just kind of, that's maybe how the way he thinks Elf more than I nine. do, you know. That's so just kind of counting it out. Okay. It's, nine. it's not that weird. There's there's do, a lot of tunes do, that do it. I can see like where three, this. Do, three groups of three is what it is. That's how I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, sure, 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 sure. The chord progression is in nine. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's uh-huh. when it goes back to one. But that's what I'm saying. Right. How I hear it is three bars. That three. makes sense. And it's. There are, um, there's a fair amount of tunes that actually do it if you listen closely. Like, sure, sure, okay. sure. So it's not as good as I thought. The one was in 24 4. It repeats when I don't think it will. Because one of them was in 6, the other was in 4. One of the songs is 24 4. We were talking about. Maybe. Maybe that just happened up here. Elfman and 9 seems like, once I know the story behind it, seems like a pretty straightforward track title. Where do your track titles come from? Or is it like when Brendan sends you something and it's called a this does that kind of that has happened yeah I'm sure it, ha- yeah, uh, it happens with everybody but it, some of them I, was this one just all over the place so, kind of deal The in terms of the record yeah like all of the track titles or do you kind of follow a set thing for titling there's no great there's no great thing you know actually could be a word from the lyrics or when we, when we finalized the lyrics or the the uh, titles we were at a park with our kids. Our nice. kids were playing together, and he and I were like, but like well, we can't have bears in the ballroom be called that. Let's actually, because what does that have to do with anything? That's just the name of the thing he sent me. And so it's like, so what, we figured I out a few of them literally at a park to. while our kids were playing together. That's cool. Um, I remember seeing that title on Dropbox. You know, but like I was still sharing. Oh, yeah, that makes and me and think like of when the I tried shining. To clear my Dropbox, and you guys were like. What did you do? You deleted all of our shit because it was like <laughs> they were storing it with DJ consequence. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't have room for this anymore. I'm not working on this project. And you guys like that's why bears in the ballroom like, reminds me of the show. Where are the files? Okay, okay, I'll undo it. I'll undo it. <laughs> I'll bring it back to its previous state. I don't even know. I don't even I remember that, that. But I did. I somehow got him back to you. I was kind of freaked out by you. I think I might have just messed up that record. <laughs> it's all right. It was planned. Ah, that's an anecdote I did not remember. Yeah, I just. That's did. funny. Four hundred one exclusive. Uh, song for Liam Joe. Seven of them. That gentleman is your your nephew. He is my nephew. It starts off with a metronome sound. Now, is that something that Brendan like? He's he must have a metronome in his possession. Is that? Uh, probably, we'll say that's live mic. You know what? Him. The metronome was me. All, oh yeah. That all of that is. 100 percent me. So like blading through headphones or like coming. He through the just like or... panned, oh, it. panned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he Hard did. Pants. 
he did take the Glock part that I wrote, and he used, he's on the recording for the Glockenspiel. Is that the longest uh, longest track? I don't know. It's five something. Is it really? Yeah, I believe it was. Huh. It could have been. Uh, shout out Liam Joe. How's he doing? Five twenty six. Liam's uh, good. Liam almost has a full album of songs because I write him a song every year for his birthday. Shout out Liam uh, Joe. He's gonna be. God, I, I want to get this right. The year again, things are going fast these years, but I think Seven he's gonna be eight. nine. Oof, be nine. I wrote the. I, I've and his birthday is July thirty first, so I, I wrote the recent song. I have to fill it out, but. It's and written. I think maybe last you time I, coming, I saw like even like. Maybe it was on your computer, like, and it was it was indicating the number nine, and I was like, that can't be. Possible. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem possible so, because you've like again you've been doing it for us like nine. nine so it's like right? there's an album there. So is this <laughs> is this like really? year when this came out? Was this his song, or did you do another one for his birthday that year? This one was year four. Yeah, it's five twenty six. Is that the longest? Did we already? Did you guys already? <coughs> yeah, it was definitely the longest. Yeah. Song. Okay. Cool. I, um, Liam, you got the longest song, bro. He might get another one on the next album. Nice. We're working. We're one it's sort of in the it's sort of in the running. I think year seven. Nice. Maybe his maybe his last year. Shoot, maybe he's gonna be eight. I think I owe him a song. I think I'm missing a. Uh, there's a gap. I think I missed a year. So does he? So, did, gotta, so did, did, have you got many sort of like his take on? The song that he likes the most is. I think the very first one where the chorus goes poop 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 and pee poop 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 and pee naturally I think it was year one you know where you know they just poop and pee oh they do yeah so did you see me the your your listeners wouldn't have seen me but I for the podcast listener he's clutching the bridge of his nose squinting looks like he's pinching ugh yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Liam is. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be nine. God, poop, be nine. poop, 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 and, and pee. Oh. Track twelve. Lupine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I four hundred one. Always thought it, it had a vague uh, werewolf or wolf connotation. Uh, apparently, it's a flower on the North Shore. That's true. It has you're nothing watching, to do with the lyrics. You're watching or listening to bands. Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter's a good band. Shout watching, out Deer Hunter. Uh, no, that's Deer Hoof. No, Deer yes. Hunter too. Yeah. Well, both, I was watching the movie. Both good, and you were watching the movie, which that influenced has us. Pacino running around naked. No. Single that, shot, Niro? one shot. De Niro and uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. The Girl first Street. half of the movie is Young that Girl like uh, bachelor party and wedding, and De Niro, I think De Niro or who's it? De Niro, Christopher Walken, think... and Meryl So Spain. it's De Niro, and he's running around naked. I don't think De Niro is. I don't think so either. He's pretty stoic in that movie. It's Brown Bush. No, he got fucking shit hammered at the wedding. That could be. No, I just saw it the one time. Boy, Defoe really falls off in that movie, doesn't he? He kind of loses it. Christopher Walken. Defoe. Is Defoe in that? No. Christopher Walken. Christopher loses his mind. Yeah. And Will and Defoe. No, yeah. It's it's intense. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then you're close. No, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. totally different beast. I don't know, Deer Hunters. That's like Deer Hunters. Me, that I've only seen like, it once. It's super emotional. Yeah, I've only oh, seen it once crazy. too. Really right, right. So anti-war. The movie. escape scene is fucking intense. That movie is intense. I, Apocalypse I, I, Now. I gotta watch only it seen again. It once. I gotta watch it again. I'm not great with war movies and things no, like that. No, surely I've never, not. Yeah, it's never like Platoon. Uh, uh, 
uh, Deer Hunter, probably seen him once or twice. And Apocalypse Now, I've seen that probably seven times. That's For my real? favorite movie of all time. I will watch that. Uh, what about Full Metal Jacket? I, I will watch it up. right now. No, I'm so, I'll, I'll watch it on mute because to me it's like it's so beautifully shot the way that it looks. I have to watch it again. It's like a moving painting. Hurts. I'll write music to it. Like I'll just. That's awesome. You know, it's like a painting that is evolving before your eyes. It's unmute. What's the name of the documentary that goes along uh, with Heart that? Of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Yeah, sure. That's, I'd like to see that. I need to see that. Lupine, Deer Hunter. So Lupine is, uh, is I would be willing to say, is an oh, anti-war song. Napalm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you you brought up Deer Hunter. I was watching that movie, and I somewhere along the line, I I wrote that those lyrics on a bike ride to work. Yeah, yeah, that was and, a cool story. Uh, I uh, the bike ride was about five miles, and this never happens to me. But I wrote the lyrics in my head while listening to it, and then got to work, wrote them down. And that was that. And it started off the line, and roses turned to tar, because I was thinking about napalm landing on flowers, you know. And just and, uh, napalm. Again. Just so that image stuck with me. And then a lot, a lot of times when I write lyrics, I don't ever, like, sit down to, like, I'm going to write about this. It just comes to you. comes because you of something, it. and you just sort of follow, follow it and uh, edit it and whatever. And, and so that one's followed that that line when roses turned to tar and incidentally i was outside yesterday uh playing drums in my good garage and i opened up the door and was sat outside in the dark for a bit and there was a lot of stars out and currently orion shines the western sky which is a lyric from that whoa so trippy Trippy trips then. Living it. it, 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 it. That, that, whenever I hear that song, it makes me think of what. No, I'm going to think of that every time. There's a very vivid memory I have of when me and Casper were living in Chaska in our apartment, which I think you donned the hotel. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was so. Like, I totally picture it right now. Horrible, basically. But yeah, it's a very clear winter yeah. sky with Orion shining like. And I wrote the that in the like, summer, and I didn't really know. I didn't think about it. I was like, I liked the like the sound of it, and then yeah, later, later I was like, later I was like, man, I hope that works. And then I thought, well, of course it works somewhere in the world. Yeah, I was writing about that <laughs> you place. <know? laughs> like, where does it shine there for you? That's what I was writing. That's right. Track thirteen, world behind. Uh, this is this has a music video that's very good. Is this the stop motiony kind of? Yeah, this is Sorry, the yeah. Uh, our friend Marion Desard who is. Uh, Excellent video. She's a French filmmaker, sort of like country cowgirl singer. She lives on a she lives on a boat now in the Mediterranean. I don't think that's true. I don't know. She's living on a boat. She was living in a cave. (laughs) Of course she was. This lady is so unique. She is a forever a hardworking artist, but she did a tour. Where she would walk, I think I believe it was her and a donkey, and she used the donkey to just help carry the merchandise. And she would walk 15, 20 miles between gigs to the next place. My mouth is. And this is in some other country. I forget which country I'm very it is. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so she provided a really amazing video for this. Yeah. Um, she did some other stuff for us as well. So shout out to Marion Desard. Shout out. Uh, a very unique track. In it, of itself. Very unique track. Um, 
Nate, yeah, and Nate and Nate Collis is a, is a is a big part of the song. That's, yeah, that's his huge guitar playing. Well, she, I, I feel like she nailed it in the sense of like the way the song feels to me. Is yeah, like jumpy. Like it feels like this very those little like, like color yeah, of bald things. It feels things. like little yeah. little flashes. So this idea of like yeah. single images and then moving from one to the other. Totally. It just it, yeah, that's how I got into the song. Very complimentary. The video, honestly, um, so that's it didn't get released by Wax Poetics, but. Um, the video? Um, the video didn't. Um, Max Poetics, what up? So you, you gotta, you, you find it on YouTube, I think. She just put it um, her own. We put it out a little bit too, you know. But uh, uh, but that song, Nate, is a, is a beast on it. And, yeah. And I, and I will say that Brendan and Nate were working on that. Brendan had something, Nate like came up with something quick, and he was like, dude, you gotta come over right now. He called me and said, you gotta come over right now. There's a song I'm gonna do it. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> like I'm sitting in my bathrobe. So he sent. So I was like, I'm not coming over, but you can send it to me, and we'll see what happens. You know, I'm pretty tired, and he sent it to me, and I literally wrote it and recorded it in like 20 minutes. You or were channeling like Nielsen in that with the bathrobe. It was a quick thing. Quick bang Being able to put down yeah. your own ideas and having your like own space, a know? well like, of talent like a to be of able your, to nail. Well, well, you know, we like were writing said. a lot at that time and bouncing ideas around a lot, so that there was quite a lot of inspiration and uh, gears were you know, already just turning. Th- for that. that just you know sometimes things just happen that way, but uh, it is a memory that I have of it is that it happened really quickly. Nice, you know. Shout out uh, Aaron Moss. This Shout out to Aaron Moss. Yeah, Moss. I think about him when I think about that song. Yeah. Amazing flamenco player. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. I've heard him play uh, motorcycle, motorcyclist, <laughs> uh, enthusiast. There's a lyric that says, "To a wall made of stone, a never-ending wall of stone." And as a kid, as a really young kid, I uh, of course I went to Catholic church every Sunday and church school Wednesdays, St. Pius the Fifth. What up? And so I, you know, had these these heaven and hell things going on being sure preached at sure, you and, sure, sure. questioning and, uh, your own mortality at a pretty young age but at a every, very every very Tuesday very mass, young Tuesday age I like five years old maybe even who knows it's hard to remember but I, it was very young age I, I had this thought that well if the world never ends what if it's just a wall a brick wall you could so you just there's a brick wall but, and then my mind was like, no, but that wall then just goes on forever. <laughs> so it's not like there was space that goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Just a brick wall. That wall goes, goes on goes forever. forever. I don't, so you know. you're talking about uh, a never-ending wall of stone, not high or wide, but as far as depth. Like, I, if I started tunneling, I'd never be able to tunnel through that yeah. wall of stone. Yeah, I guess so. Crazy That's the image in my mind. Shit. Not about awesome. height, necessarily. Well, height, infinite height, infinite depth, infinite. So, you know. Shout out to Revenge of the Nerds. You're saying that within infinite bigness, there's also infinite smallness. That's correct, Booger. Man, whoa! I'll tell you that movie is that. That might be Revenge of the Nerds too. I mean that. That's when they that get a was tank. a movie. <laughs> like, if that movie's on, if my wife and I watch that movie, we're probably gonna make out at some point in time. And probably, and I think, Fully. I think the reason is, is because shout out to uh, Jackie. That's right. That is one of the earliest movies where I saw, a f- you know, the f- female lady naked. You know, like because there's the inner uh, birthday. 
there's the pie suit. scene, you know, and then the nerd hooks up with the hot cheerleader, and he's yeah, wearing yeah. the that might be the first Darth one. Vader. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. I was at an age where I was like, like, like that was way out of my league. <laughs> very close to being date rapey, because like she thought she was getting this guy, she right. gets this guy. Fucking tell me how oh, that's. That's it was the eighties. It was a different time. Pretty, pretty it took iffy. A few minutes to get my brain jogged to what we're pretty talking iffy. about. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he does reveal himself to be uh, uh, Lewis before actual, you know. How, how do I say? Yeah, it's like for me, that's, that's like that character is just Jared in my mind. Oh, marker for a name drop. <laughs> for sure. Uh, great, great movie. And I, wa- I wanted to say this. Shout out Aaron Moss. I got the. I was fortunate enough to see him play one time in Duluth. And there's a music video on YouTube. There you is search, that you made. Anthony Newis Duluth, where uh, I was roading for them. I was I was, what tour manager? <laughs> tour manager. Tour manager. Strong man. That, that, yeah. strong uh, man. I was I was strong man on that trip, just lugging shit, and it was uh, it was really cool. I had a good time. Took a lot of pictures. Had my old digital camera. Took some videos. Yeah. Put it together. Shout out to Casey. My my. Shout out old to dog. Casey. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Yep. My memory and Duluth? That is always and, that, and that's the song. Yeah, that's the song. The memory I always have is is that you you and Aaron rode up in a car and it was me, Charlie, and John in Charlie's like station wagon. Uh-huh. I got yeah. a good picture of a drum. Or was that he had? Yeah, a drum yeah, yeah, the back yeah, yeah. I wrote like my book of CDs and I put in uh, Jane's Addiction. Did Ritual, you guys play one Ritual, show or two and, shows? And like uh, it was me and Charlie just jamming out so hard to like three days by Jane's Addiction. Like, so good. Yeah, same shit. Like where I, I could tell like. I'm playing this for him, and he hasn't heard this since like when he was into this, and uh, I'm just getting into this. You know, like, and then Aaron Shout and I were listening Charlie. to like Phantomas. I'm sure you did, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> nice. It's like yeah. some, it's definitely related in a way. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Was that one? Did you guys play one show, or was that two shows? I want to say it was two. Wasn't I don't it? remember. Did we? It was at Fingers. Is all I remember. We were like trying to like okay. not upset people's dinner, right? Because. I feel I like it was went too, okay. I can't remember. We went to, <laughs> that's every time I played there, anyways. That's how I felt. For me, it's because I have a drum yeah. Set. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm I like, see what you're saying. Hey, I'm playing the drums, and you're having dinner like six feet away from me. Like that's the weirdest thing. Ever. No, I'm thinking of a time you guys. They always took pretty good, pretty good care of us. Oh yeah. yeah well, I always felt. Oh yeah, but I just felt. But awkward. I, but I, because I think a lot of yeah. If it was, a, it's kind of a strange place for a full band. I mean, it was only three guys, yeah. but the full drum kit. Yeah, I, I remember I was like as quietly as I could, and I still felt like I'm ruining your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I wedged myself I like yeah. right back by the drums because I wasn't like comfortable enough to be like by myself in the show. So I was like, mm-hmm. I posted up right like two feet from the drum kit. It was weird. Track fourteen, in search of signs, and this is a hundred percent lyrics and parts by who? Me. 105. Shortest track? Uh, yeah. It's sort of a nice track. little outro. It's kind no, of an no, outro. Shortest track. Oh. This is a song Songs. that I wrote 100% in the studio. I had a vague melody that I sort of recorded on my phone. And, uh, and then I, and I wanted to do that in the studio. I wanted to just like, so I just, I can't remember if you were there or not. Paul, but studio. Which studio? That. Shout out to the studio. The Hideaway. The Hideaway. Shout out Hideaway. Joe Mabbitt uh, Joe. Uh, did a lot for the record, and then uh, uh, Brady Moen 
is who I worked with when I was doing my vocals. Shout outs. So, uh, good. Uh, that was a good place. I. It was a fun. Uh, you know, it was a. It was a I, the. It's a. It's a weird thing. It's. It was a hard time in my life because I just became a brand new teacher. I, I teach adult edu- adults, GED students, and uh, um, I was learning a whole lot. It was a huge learning curve for mm-hmm. me. My daughter had just been born, uh, and we had just purchased a house. So there was all these big things, the big things going on. Big and, irons. Uh, uh, so this whole album was, a lot of it was made with me, you know, singing my, demoing my parts, holding my daughter and, she would cry unless I held her and and then when she'd nap I'd edit things and you know think it through yeah. or whatever and, and in the studio I would work a couple nights a week and uh, over the course of two or three months and so it was fun to like uh, although it was like kind of a in some ways a chore mm-hmm. in 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 ways that I hadn't experienced before because I'm doing it by myself I'm just singing I'm not like you know because there's so many vocal parts on this album I wasn't I was just doing vocal vocal parts parts. you know and then later other instruments and stuff but the bulk of my studio work was vocal parts in one little booth with one other dude in a control room and I felt like Richie Valens in La Bamba hmm. at times. And it was you know, stuff was that like, you had already maybe laid down demo ideas on your own. So everything like, had been laid out almost 100%, yeah. so, so, except so for about, this last song here. So talk you know. about, like, uh, you know, that the challenge of you have the demo version that you've probably heard a bunch of times because you're psyched on it and you're listening to it. There's a little demo in, Yeah, exactly, trying to go in and be like, you do it again, and you do it on a really expensive, nice microphone, but still something is missing because you're right. used to hearing it with the inflection that you did it. Like, was that a struggle? Well, over or? Heartbroken in Love, which is a song that has above and beyond the most hits on the spot, you know, on like, you know, we were just looking at it. It was kind of the we single. It was, it, it was the song that had like the big kind of produced the, video, and yeah. it was a little bit more pushed, it seemed like. It was. It, I, those are, the vocal, those are vocal parts that I recorded in my basement with a cheap microphone, you know, with a 57. And, and so did you try them? And, uh, did you try to like redo them in the I tried to and redo that. Unhappy with and I didn't like it. I didn't like the, the feel of it. And, uh, and that was the main song where I can say that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the bulk of the songs were uh, I was happy to redo part, you know, to redo the stuff and just kind of pound through it. Um, I will say that we did start and initially, you know, uh, he, he would have me record the guy I was working with, Brady, would have me record like two measures and just like. And then double my voice on it and get that right. And we're spending all this time doing it over and over and over again, and it just like sort of went against all the things that I sort of believe about recording music. And I was just trying to sort of take a new approach in in the the collaboration because mm-hmm. you know, it was already a very different collaboration, and I, and I was just trying to sort of be open to it. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, "This is stupid. I don't want to do this. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm singing the song, you know, a handful of times. We're gonna to listen to it, and it's gonna be there, right? It's 
it's gonna be it's on. gonna be there right because i sing so again, this song yeah, this and, idea of like that that's kind of your your more your approach like like the album you did before villa well let's like, make a, it human songs that you know like, you just played a handful of times in the studio with the band and you just did it i like, know the song how it lands is how it lands i know? want there to be some, a little bit of human you know error in there sure. if, if it needs to be if that's the word to use or whatever uh, I didn't want it to be perfect. I don't want to use this. Uh, it kills it, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that people haven't done that successfully. Uh, no. Well, but especially thinking but, uh, of, like, of like how you had already been approaching it in terms of like you already had demos, so you had already gone through probably in your own process and kind of like presumably done multiple passes and like since you were engineering your own demos... If this line isn't right, you maybe would just re-sing it. But like you already had that template, so this idea of then going in and doing that again, it's like you've just sterilized something that you've already kind of distilled. You know, like yeah, there's no reason to just get a take of it, and and that should be good enough because if it doesn't have that imperfection, it's not going to feel right. It's, it's not right. Gonna feel musical in a way. You know, yeah. and that and that was a big thing with with you know with Brendan and I, and and he wanted to be very cognizant cognitive of that as well in his in his role you know um which is why you hear things and you think oh that's real you know so i think that's important in yeah music no, for is, sure. is, you know i i uh read neil young's one of his autobiographies a couple of years back and, and in it he was saying what i really want to do is record an album with one microphone you know you know and, and so those, and those of first, you that are you know, it would be the, the first time the band has heard the song too that's what he says as well and 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 so like what we do is we like i'm gonna put my amp over here and you're gonna set your drums here and the this is gonna be here and if it's an orchestra the cellos are here and we're gonna play it and we're gonna listen to it nope the cello's too loud back up three feet you mix the room blah 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 you know you know and that and i love that you know, and and so yeah. of course that's the extreme. There's more than side one way to skin a, you know. Well, it's uh, like a hurricane that is object. like it, that is the first time the band played that song, and they there's like a 15 minute version, and they actually edit it down. But like a hurricane, I believe. In that oh, book, oh, talks oh, about that oh, oh, sure, like, sure. He wants every song to be. He wants the band. He wants to just have explained to the band what the song is and give them the chord changes and then play it. And he wants that to be the definitive recorded version. He's like, it's so hard to actually do it. I mean, that's but that's his goal. Miles like, Davis, it's raw. Yeah, yeah, you know, Miles built a career sure. on that. Yeah. I'll play it until you later. Until you later. You know, more I love bar. that. Yeah, or if, if you have to do it more than two times, you're not in the band. Right. <laughs> like that that seems like more what it is. <laughs> right. Right. You play it right. Twice, and if twice isn't good enough. More and that's, that's, what I at, that's what I learned at recording school is you do two solid passes and if that's not good enough well then you didn't do pre-production like you didn't go to the rehearsal and see that the band wasn't ready to be in the studio you know yeah I, I love you should be I able love to play it through twice and, and again then your third take <laughs> improvise your third take like feel free and, and how was that working with 401 in your studio then because he did more than two takes on a few of them fuck man edit point it, that dude he He'll come in and, re- and, re- and re- he'll he'll listen to the demo version and he'll be like, "That's great. It's fucking awesome. I love it." Edit point. Okay, so that was uh, a Bones and Beaker album with special guest Anthony Newis and DJ Consequence, both of which appeared on the on the album. Do you got you got a runtime here? Because it's now one forty two. We're uh, quarter uh, to two in the morning. Hour forty three minutes. Hour forty three. Damn. That's a oh, that's like a. You. 
Yeah, what it's I'm thinking movie. is you cut it down and then you yeah. give it to me and I'll yeah. fucking Same flesh spot. it up. Okay, cool. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thanks yeah. Shout out to, to hang out. Anthony Newis. Good to hang out. I cool. haven't listened to the record since we did it. Well, you know. That made me happy to hear that we could do that. I'm glad I could turn, turn you <laughs> on to it because it's, it's actually, it's very good. It's yeah, very it's a good. pretty good album. Have you heard it? Uh, and heard, I can't wait it. for this this, this, rec, this remix record. Uh, there's, a, there's a few uh, tasty Got some tasty people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm at liberty to say who No, we're going to figure that out and we're going to I, I did funny, a funny funny thing to say out there. loud, but I I'm not probably not allowed to say that yet. No, for um, sure. But we are but that that is uh mastered and uh we'll probably start figuring figuring out the timeline for that rollout real soon. We are also um working on a mixtape and a full-length record as well. So Good to hear. Probably the mixtape would I don't know what I'm not sure how that's all gonna happen. There's more work done on that than the album, I think. So mixtape cool. being like the, this is kind of just more uh, loose ideas and. No, full, it's gonna it be a full length, a full length of uh, all original polished tunes or reworked versions of old songs or all new stuff. All new, all new stuff. So we'll mix in a mixtape versus an album, then I guess is what or I'm. EP. Well, the the idea with this, and there's and there's, this is a better conversation for Brendan. But what I'll tell you is, all it is is vocals and Brendan, one hundred percent. Did you quit? Did you stop recording? No, I think the screen died. Oh well. uh, Anything? You have anything to say, Mister Newis? Nothing to say. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having having me and. Thanks for taking this seriously, because I know we're 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 friends, and it, I'm literally talking to you with yeah. a microphone as basically a prop at this moment. But it's gonna yeah. be fun no, to no, I see it. put There's this levels. together. There's levels. It, There's levels. Yeah, There's it's gonna be fun to put this together. Here. And if one person hears it, like I got, I have people that follow me on Twitter that can listen to this that might not know about you that might like you. You know? No, I really appreciate it. Three people, maybe. Hey. Uh, but but another another cool thing is that you can kind of funnel this towards your fans, and they'll get a little insight into y'all. So Indeed, I, mean, I will, and Brendan will too. Sure. Uh, so if you made it to the end well. of this episode, shout out for one experiment. Check him. Check him out. SoundCloud. Other things. I have a website. I have a website. I'll say it in the intro. Uh, it's all there. Yeah. So that's what I'm listening to is uh, Bones and Beaker record. For the podcast listener, he's giving the deuce sign. So, you, did you skip the intro? No. That played? I think so. Did I imagine that? I don't. I don't remember. It played. Hearing. I don't know if it was recording or not. It was definitely wasn't recording, but yeah, it's that little. It's twenty seconds long. You want to hear yeah, it again? Let's I hear do. it again. It's really pretty. Rusted Bucket Media Corporation.